Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash my money health check. Hello and welcome, I'm Rob Lilly and this is the Witch Shorts Podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome, and if you've come here after hearing about this podcast on one of our other podcasts, maybe Witch Investigates or the Witch Money Podcast, even better. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, and also feel free to tell a friend about us too. The best way to do that is by giving us a rating and a review wherever you're listening. And if you are indeed new around here, then here's what you need to know. We bring you weekly episodes narrating the very best articles from across which, and we are of course the UK's consumer champion. Today we're heading into the inner workings of your phone, more specifically the thousands of apps available to download, and hearing how there are some you probably shouldn't. To read us this article, originally written by Andy Lachlan, I'll hand you over to Harry Kind. When Apple debuted the iPhone 3G in 2009, the marketing phrase it chose was, there's an app for that. The typically glossy Apple commercial heralded a world in which we would be checking weather conditions, losing weight, and even remembering where we parked our car, all through little icons on a smartphone screen. Personal computing was to be changed forever. The age of the app was born. Apps now factor into pretty much all aspects of our lives, from health to wealth and to our very sense of self. In the coronavirus pandemic, it was an app that played a central role, helping to map out suspected infections and contributing to the pandemic. And apps aren't just on your phone. We use them on our computers, TVs, games consoles and smart devices. So it might surprise you to know that there is barely a shred of regulation or legislation governing how such vital conduits of our digital lives protect our privacy and security. Instead, it has been left to app developers, shady marketeers and big tech companies to decide what is right. And based on our research, the truth is that self-regulation of apps simply isn't working. Although there are third-party app stores, such as ones from Amazon, Facebook and Samsung, the vast majority of apps are downloaded from either Apple's App Store or, on Android devices, the Google Play Store. A huge 96% of UK users download apps from these two hubs, according to an Ipsos Mori survey commissioned by the UK government in late 2020. You would be forgiven for assuming that if an app makes it onto one of these legitimate stores, someone has ensured that it reaches a basic standard. However, based on our decade of work testing apps, we know that the market is inconsistent and often falls far below what we would consider to be a good level. 
Too often, this poses a risk to your privacy, security, and even safety. Google removed more than 700,000 malicious apps from the Play Store in 2017. It also introduced new security protections for users, such as Google Play Protect, which checks apps on the Play Store before you download them, and checks your device for potentially harmful apps. However, malicious apps still slip through the net on Android, bringing malware, data theft, scams, and more with them. Apple's iOS on iPhones and iPads has always been more locked down by comparison, but it's not immune to nasties. Although a lot of malware and threats are hidden inside obscure, generic, or even fake apps, big companies can also drop the ball in terms of privacy and security. We tested a range of health-related apps in the spring of 2021, including baby development app The Wonder Weeks. Within its HD Wi-Fi baby monitor service, which was offered to app users with an additional monthly fee, we found a critical vulnerability. A third-party company based in Bosnia and Herzegovina had administrative access to a server being used to run the Wonder Weeks baby monitor service. We found that the server was also being used to run another server for the popular video game Minecraft. These gamers could have accessed real parents' baby monitor feeds if they had been able to guess or access a basic numeric code on the shared server. Having complete strangers being able to access your baby monitor is concerning enough, but we also found what we believed were player-created maps bearing Nazi swastika symbols. There wasn't any specific evidence that any baby monitor feeds or personal information was breached by the gamers and the Wonder Weeks also fixed the issue after we disclosed it to the company. The question remains though, why did this security vulnerability occur in the first place? Our work has also exposed a security vulnerability in the Podpoint electric car charging app that meant more than 140,000 users were at risk of their data being stolen. Elsewhere, we found that the plant identification app Iris by gardening center Crocus was exposing the data of anyone who posted a picture on its social community service. In both cases, the companies fixed the issues, and as far as we are aware, no consumer data was stolen. We've also highlighted that many apps use weak data encryption, have poor password policies, excessively ask for data, and more. So remain vigilant. If you have apps on your phone or another device, don't panic. Most will probably be legitimate and fine to use, but it is worth following the advice to improve your safety when choosing and using apps. This includes setting strong passwords, activating security features, interrogating app listings before you download them, and always keeping apps updated with the latest security protections. As was the case with the Flubot malware, if a phone is out of support, the risk of accidentally downloading something nasty increases. Use our online guide at witch.co.uk slash phone updates to ensure a phone you own or are considering buying is still supported by the manufacturer. Our advice will help you be safer when using apps, but it isn't acceptable that downloading an app to improve your life should be such a security and privacy minefield. This is why we are calling for standards to be improved. This is our rogue gallery. In other words, the threats you need to know about. Much like PC malware, mobile app threats break down into a number of types, 
such as worms, backdoors and spyware. But the majority are Trojans. Trojans typically need user interaction to activate them and are often hidden behind some seemingly appealing service, such as a useful app. Once activated, they can cause significant damage to your mobile device and put your data at risk. Firstly, there's Flubot. In the spring of 2022, we infected a Samsung Galaxy S8, which was no longer getting update support, with the Flubot malware that was doing the rounds posing as the DHL Express mobile app. Within 10 seconds, the malware extracted a tranche of our phone's data, which could include banking and financial information, credit card details and passwords from SMS messages. The attack would have been detected or blocked more effectively if it was on a device that was still receiving security updates. Next up, the Joker malware is one of the most enduring threats to mobile devices. It has been around since 2017, infecting mobile devices to plunder private information. Users have reported being subscribed to unwanted services by Joker, as it can set up online transactions too. In 2021, Joker was found on an Android texting app called Color Message that was downloaded more than 500,000 times from the Google Play Store before it was shut down. The backbone of cryptocurrency is computer process transactions. People earn money from so-called crypto mining, and the more computing power you have at your disposal, the more you have the ability to earn. With huge gains to be made, cybercriminals have started hijacking people's devices to do the mining. In 2019, Witch infected an Android smartphone with crypto mining malware and saw a devastating effect on battery life, showing that malware can physically damage a device. The battery drained 104% faster compared with a phone in an idle state. This would age the device much faster than if you were using it normally. And finally, you might now think that all malware is made to target Android devices, but you would be wrong. One, called Xcode Ghost, breached Apple's App Store in 2015 after rogue developers obtained a third-party version of Xcode, Apple's app development tool, and then exploited it so that legitimate developers were unknowingly inserting malicious code into the apps they were making. These apps were then downloaded from the App Store onto iPhones and iPads. Xcode Ghost was downloaded by more than 128 million users across apps for messaging, banking, maps, games and more. Apple was eventually able to squash the malware, but the experience showed that its store is not immune to online threats. Thank you to Harry and to Andy Lachlan too, whose original work was published in the October issue of The Witch Computing magazine. Remember you can find more articles that you'll find useful every day on everything from money and tech like you heard today to home, garden advice, travel and more by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. Thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. <laughs>